Welcome to AS Welcome. Hello. I hope you guys are all doing well. Uh, we're recording right now during the middle of a cold snap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's the regularly <laughs> scheduled third winter of the year. Yeah, I don't... I don't remember this happening this late in the game. I always thought that third winter, in, at least in the south, happened in March. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, yeah, time is soup. Climate change. Uh, no. Yes, guys. I haven't I been outside be s- all day, so I didn't even know how cold it was. I should be sweating my balls off right now. I have like one sweater still out, and it's like stained and it has like bleach stains on it. It's got holes in oh, it. Oh no. Yeah, and that's what I wore today, <laughs> and I looked like shit. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Anyways, please stay warm during this little cold snap. It snowed in, like, a lot of the country. Yeah. Weird. Well, maybe not a lot. It snowed where my sister is, which is definitely not where I am. But I won't say where she is <laughs> for privacy reasons. In fact, forget I even have a sister. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I tell you guys about a little encounter I had with um, Google Autofill the other day? Absolutely. Hit us with that encounter. Was it a strange so encounter? Ca- a missing connection, if you will? Okay. Maybe, but uh, I was texting with a friend of mine, and they had sent me a message to say that they got me something as a surprise. And what I wanted to like text out was, I like surprises. But what Google Autofill thought was appropriate was, I like Supernatural. (laughs) And hey, Google Incorporated, I just want to say... I don't appreciate you putting words like that in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about, Travis? You know, for corporate reasons, we do love Supernatural. Stick with the party line. (laughs) 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 No, I'm just kidding. We don't don't answer the man. We're truth sayers on this podcast. And by truth sayers, I mean people who write dumb jokes. Anytime someone asks me if I like Supernatural, I begrudgingly say, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess I technically have to, but I don't, like, want to. <laughs> yeah, just, no, you do want to. Shut the fuck up. Travis, if you didn't like Supernatural, would you have really done a podcast for, like, seven and a half seasons? Come on. That's proof oh, right there. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. I... <laughs> I love to suffer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> oh, my mistake. My mistake. Yeah, so that's what's going on with me. All right. Well, I... Sorry, I was just absolutely distracted by, like... stuff I have pulled up for what we're going to talk about the podcast today. So let's get into it. Today we're reviewing episode 10, Torn and Frayed. There is a lot that happens in this episode. Yeah, there is. Yeah, for real. And we're going to get down into like just a little summary of it. But can we talk about the recap real quick? Yeah, how lived dicked it was. Because nothing is yeah, happening this the, fucking the, season. The fucking, um, yeah, the Road So Far recap yeah. that was just the same flashbacks we've seen every single episode. Yeah. And you know fucking what? I got as pissed off seeing Amelia in the flashback as I did in the regular episode because she doesn't need to take up this much time. 
I, I, I disagree. I like Amelia. The show's gotten me on Amelia's side. Bullshit. I want her uh, to hang around. Really? I did. I, I was watching don't. the episode That's today and I texted. Not right quick. <laughs> no, I want to talk about this real quick. I just I texted Travis and Ben to be like, guys, I don't know if Amelia and Sam are gonna make it. I don't think they're end game. <laughs> And Travis replied, that's so sad. Alexa, play carry on my wayward son. <laughs> it was very funny. I might post that to her Twitter later. I, okay. Do I think Amelia is the greatest character, like, of all time? No, I do not. Absolutely. Oh. It, oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Then you have two people who disagree with you, and we're about to gang up on Ben again. No, just kidding. Um, do I think Amelia is the greatest character of all time? No. I don't even think she's really the greatest love interest that we've had on this show. Hell no. And I will go ahead and say that I am annoyed by her presence, because I know where this is going. If I believed for a single second that Sam wasn't going to like abandon this relationship like they always do, then... You know. Yeah. See, that reminds me of a bit I've been kicking around in my head. Because, you know, we as mm-hmm. comics always have to share new jokes that are popping around in our head mid-conversation. Uh, people say I'm afraid <laughs> of do, commitment. Though. Yeah, we really do. People say mm-hmm. I'm afraid of commitment, but you can't spell friends with benefits without Ben. Okay, so anyways, um, (laughs) I'm trying to put myself in the mindset of if I was watching the season as it aired, and obviously I've stayed with Supernatural until season eight. At this point, it's pretty clear that like I'm a dedicated fan at this point, right? Um, So I'm watching it as it airs, and I'm trying to think, do I believe that Sam is going to... Like, that Jared Padalecki is trying to leave the show and actually has a chance with Amelia. Do I believe... Guys, do I believe that? No. Okay. No. Also, yeah, I also think no. But it would have been interesting as fuck if, like... I, I've said this in a few episodes, or at least once, that if the show was, like, half monster hunting with uh, Dean, Cass, and Benny in purgatory, and then Sam living a sitcom life with Amelia... And then not experiencing any monsters at all. I think that would have been amazing and fucking ballsy as fuck. Or if half the season is just Sam trapped in an actual, like, like they just do changing channels up to 11. And Sam is just trapped in a sitcom life with Amelia while Dean and Benny and Cass are in purgatory. No, I think. And we explore like that. No, I think it's just straight up him being happy in a fucking sitcom. Like, there's no strings about it. There's no bones or anything. She's not sent by Crowley. She's not sent by a third alternate form, maybe Umbrella. But, uh, but no, it's just him straight up being happy while Dean and the boys are kicking ass. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know if I'd find that interesting or worth, like... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't it, know. It would be CW, like drum or yeah drama bullshit i can't remember how rod put it i'm riding that vaccine flu so it's rock and roll <laughs> you're fine <laughs> yeah. i don't 
necessarily want Sam to go off and be happy because I just don't think that's like what Supernatural is about. I I want him to struggle and I want him to find some sort of peace at the end. And it was watching this episode that I realized what my main issue with where Sam and Dean's stories Mm. are at this point um, because they're fucking over. <laughs> they're just like, the show's over, guys. We did yeah. it. We have self-actualized as characters, and they didn't get happy endings, but they're done. They're fully baked. They get to go home now. And... Yeah, and then we leave them in the oven for another ten years. Yeah, and that and and they're fucking burnt. And, um, <laughs> but like I just, <sighs> there's so much in this episode, and I just don't like what happens in this episode that you guys are like, oh hell yeah. We get what's good, what's happening the rest of the season. Like, this is so interesting to me. The only thing that comes to mind is Naomi and Castiel. Yeah. And potentially Benny, but mostly the Castiel situation. I... I like Crowley so much as a character that I want to see what he do- does next. But there were several moments in this episode with the demons where I was like, you guys know you have telekinesis, right? Why aren't you throwing Sam and Dean up against the fucking wall where they go around and spray paint your little symbols? Yeah. Plot. Well, it definitely it. was like big time jobber. Big time demon jobbers. Yeah. Because they were just like, they were just chumps. Yeah. There were also several reveals this episode that I was like, this is not a surprise. This should not be a surprise to anybody. Um, Like, I think the thing that got me the most was whenever Heaven would do something shitty or was hinted that Heaven was doing something shitty and Sam and Dean were like, why would Heaven do this? Um, <laughs> uh, where, where have you guys been <laughs> like the past three yeah, seasons for real. this was shit that we figured out in, at the end of season 4 beginning of season 5 like why would heaven kill one of their own I don't know man why would they want to kill all of humanity so they could have like a, knack at, a knockout drag out fight with Lucifer and Michael yeah you know, you know what I'll chalk that up to I'll chalk that up to Sam and Dean really only know about heaven through the veil of Castiel, who tends to, I don't know. I feel like Castiel describes heaven with some rosy tint. I I appreciate you guys being so generous to the show sometimes because I feel like it balances out me being like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. This bugs the shit out of me. I hate this. I just try to put <laughs> connections together in my brain to make it make sense. 
just you guys i'm really just i'm a reaching you and ben put so much more effort into making it make sense than the writers did and that makes me so sad it's really sick i'm not putting in any effort at all <laughs> y'all fucking no you, you we're guys living do. that we're living that 2012 tumblr tumblr life you, we have to make it make sense <laughs> Oh, God, for real, though. Okay, so I disagree because mostly because they have met a a ton of different angels and also been to heaven. So they kind of have an idea. I don't think they understand the scope of it as much as like an angel would, but they do kind of have something of an idea of like how angel runs. They, They don't like angels. Like... They call them dicks with wings. Most of their interactions with angels have been negative. Um, Yeah, that's true. And over the course of the show have had to like hide and run from angels. I would say that their relationship with angels in general is better than their relationship with demons just because demons like are actively trying to fuck with humanity more and are straight up. Demons are a fight on sight. Oh, yeah. Angels, it's like there's a little bit of deliberation before they find out whether or not they got to fuck up that angel. Sure. I think really what it is is that Sam and Dean, possibly just because of good marketing from Heaven's point of view, or from Heaven's side of things, like there's a chance that angels without the influence of like angels like Michael and Raphael and Zachariah could work for humanity's best interest, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, and demons are just like, no, fuck humans. Like, fuck them. Yeah. Also, Crowley's their head. And he cl- Crowley is clearly in, like, fuck you, get mine territory. Yeah. What do you guys think about the angel tablet being a thing? I mean, it's not really a shock if there are, you know, I think, I don't remember who said it, if it was Naomi or Crowley. It's like... Yeah, there's Leviathan tablet. There's demon tablet. Of course there's angel tablet. Yeah. Like, there's got to be a tablet for every being of every kind at somewhere, <laughs> I guess. There's a vampire tablet. There's a marshmallow tablet. There's a fucking Absolutely. Buzz Aldrin tablet. Definitely. <laughs> there's definitely a Buzz Aldrin tablet. That man walked on the moon. Um, I, um... Yeah, that was just, like... Okay, yep. Like, that was the most believable reveal of all time. Uh, I will say the way they revealed it was kind of hilarious to me. So, in this episode, this episode is let's go in and rescue Alfie, a.k.a. Samandriel, because he's still being held hostage by the demons, and they are torturing him for information. And the way the demons have figured out a way to, like, get the information is to bypass the angel's personality and get into the coding, the programming. This is the metaphor they use. They talk about it like it's a computer. I thought this was some really cool world building. Yeah. Um, Because like the angels being computers or like at least the, the analogy of angels to computers is, I don't know, it just seems very... Correct, like very natural. Well, they're tools in Mm. universe. Yeah, like God. So God created in in this meta. God created humans to have free will. Demons are corrupted humans, so 
they have like personalities and stuff. But an angel having a personality outside of its role, its role, their role is kind of like an it treated like an aberration by the higher ups. And I don't know whether we can say like Chuck the Almighty intended this or not. But angels are tools. They're treated like tools. They all have roles to play. And when they rebel right. against those roles, it's like bad news. So it makes sense to kind of, yeah, treat them like a computer. Um, it certainly adds up. I just, I think that's pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. I'm ready to see. You know what? we? So we saw this flash of Naomi like drilling something into Castiel. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready to see like whatever is behind the wall of Naomi's office is just like an angel hooked up to a bunch of wires and a bunch of monitors yeah. like fucking deus ex human revolution style oh, shit that would be cool like, as fuck. <laughs> yeah um i will go ahead and say and it i swear to god it is not because he was kind of like bleeding at certain points i swear to god these were not the moments where i had these realizations but there were several times during this episode where I was like, damn, Misha Collins is, like, pretty pretty, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He's, like, a pretty man. Mm-hmm. Guys, I swear it's not the blood thing again. I have talked to my <laughs> therapist about it. I'm over it. It's definitely the blood thing. No, they definitely no, had definitely some, some <laughs> like, Misha Collins glamour shots built in. If it was the blood thing, would I not have found Alfie super attractive as well? Riddle no. me that, Ben. No, because Alfie's, like, hella young. He's, like, in his 20s. He, wa- he, wasn't, he wasn't that young. This was, like, a year or two removed from the filming of Letterkenny. Yeah, so he's, like, yeah. 18. Yeah, I'm not typically attracted to 18-year-olds. And by typically, I mean not at all. That was a joke. Honestly, I'm not no sure one called the FBI. He's probably, like, mid-20s or closer to our age. So, I think, I mean, Alfie does read extremely young, um, even as an angel, even as Samandriel, let's call him out. Al- Can we call him Alfie? It's just easier. Stuart. Stuart, yeah. Um, but yeah, I liked Alfie. I, I I had a reaction when he when Cass killed him. I was like, no. Well, yeah, it was no. like somebody killing a dog. He was like fucking defenseless and shit. Like, I yeah, like, no. it was sad. Yeah. And he just he just spent the entire episode being tortured. Yeah. And like saying shit in in Enochian and I was just like, no. Yeah, you Enobian. don't you don't deserve this. Alfie deserved better. Justice for Alfie. Tweet that out God. right now. Hashtag justice for Alfie. God, hot dogs I just, out for Alfie. Hashtag I'm sure there's hot dogs fan fiction where he hashtag gets Alfie deserved better. Um a hot dog is a taco. You taught me that, Ben. No, Tom taught you that. The internet taught me that. <laughs> Let's agree to disagree. The internet. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, and there was uh, so we find out this episode. The 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 to me the only like reveal that actually felt like a reveal is that Cass has been programmed by Naomi. Cass is being mm-hmm. mentorian candidated. Yeah. By heaven. Or at least by Naomi, who I can... Would it, is it fair to say at this point we're aware that Naomi is working like with heaven as a whole? Like, it is heaven. 
No, yeah, it's not like I a mean, loose to agent. me, I think that was kind of a one of the more subtle reveals. Yeah, was that Naomi is the person running heaven? Like basically, Naomi is heaven. Yeah. So, absolutely, and she's not just dragging Cass back to that weird white room to, um, like give him orders and shit. She's doing it to reprogram him. Yeah. To what end? We are not aware. Well, at least, I mean, to what end? To kill Alfie because he revealed the location of the angel tablet, plus a bunch of other shit. Yeah. Um, but to what other ends? We don't know. So, and that's that's the only thing this episode that got revealed where I was like, what's going on? What's happening with this? What's what's going on? Um. So, yeah. What else this episode that we liked, disliked? Uh, so, it, it there was a little Benny moment mm-hmm. where Benny is off on his own. Um, he's kind of on the run after killing Martin. And he calls Dean basically in like a, hey, buddy, I'm about to relapse kind of situation. Oh, that's what the coffee thing was about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That I that cuz to me that's how that whole situation read was that it was um Benny is like in a park suspiciously eyeing a family having a picnic. Yeah. And he's like, Dean, I'm losing it. I've got the shakes. Um, And like, obviously his donated blood is not being sufficient enough. And he's starting to lose his grip. He's starting to, uh, he's starting to think about getting a little hit of that uh, good, 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 good man juice. Yeah. You know what happened this episode where I was like, all right, um, are we shipping Dean and Benny? Denny? Yes. Denny. <laughs> Denny's. Oh, shit. Denny's Grand Slam. That's the name of the episode. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> I, I support. I support Denny. Yeah. You, are we Denny fans? <laughs> I have absolutely. Not... We are a we are a Denny Stan show. Yeah. So like we talked we talked about their like br- like their friendship and their broness. This is the first episode I was like, I can see it. I mean, I can I can I can kind of see it, a little bit, kind of. I get the appeal. It's the whole. <laughs> you know, calling your AA sponsor to try to keep you off blood thing. In the um, Benny Lafitte slash Dean Winchester tag on AO3, there are 1,702 works. Okay, so it's no Destiel, but I think we already knew that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm going to close this window. (laughs) Way more than I thought there would be. (laughs) Get rid of my browser history real quick. (laughs) That's why you you always open. Keep it open. You know you want to read it later. Yeah, Yeah, I'll fucking open it back up. (laughs) (laughs) 
Why lie to yourself? And us. Shit. Ooh, Castiel, Benny, and Dean. Let's see. 291 of those. Holy shit. Eh. I'm not. I'm less surprised by that. I mean... Oh, I want to ask Purgatory a question, sex. but I feel like it's rude. Would you need you to repeat that, Travis? Purgatory sex. Yeah. Thank God you slash we're alive sex. You no, know, they did get a lot of head together in Purgatory. I I like I like fix that deal with like the <laughs> oh we survived the thing that would thought no one thought we were gonna survive. Thank God. Let's fuck. <laughs> the conversation. <Yeah. laughs> I like those things too. There's so many. Uh, Professor Castiel? What is what this? The fuck? Oh my god, Travis, I feel like I'm the one who usually <laughs> looks up thick on this show. Is this your first time doing it? Travis, you gotta uh, get out of there, the... man. You're about to fall down a rabbit hole. <laughs> it's, it's my and first time. Not all of it is shit on... you wanna see. Is this your first time on AO3? On... No, I know that's No, no, no. It's it's the first time doing this on the show. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Succubus Dean. So Bone, supernatural dark side of the moon. I don't even know what that means. It sounds like butt stuff to me, I'll be honest. <laughs> it does kind of sound like butt stuff. Yeah, dark side of the Dean. Surrogate Gabriel. All right. We're getting into we're getting we're getting way off track, guys. Let's... <laughs> okay, sorry. I will close this now. I was too distracted. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> I am going to be honest, and I'm sure y'all have already picked up on this. I'm not a huge fan of this episode. There's parts of it I like. There's parts of it I kind of eh about. I just think that for the story they're trying to tell, because here is what happens this episode. It's called Torn and Frayed because Sam and Dean's relationship post last episode is torn and frayed. And we can't have that. Because this is technically a show about two brothers monster hunting, allegedly. Yeah. So this is the episode where I guess we're going to mend their relationship. But there's so much stuff going on. It just kind of happens really quick. Like, I guess it's not really mended. It's not really mended. Yeah, I don't think it's really mended. It's just we resolve all the shit that we've been dealing with. It's... Because we haven't gotten into Sam and Amelia yet. But basically, it is... This episode was... Okay, first section of season eight, done. Time to move on to the next one. Right. That's what, that's what this episode was. I I remember watching the first... I remember both the first time and the second time when I watched the beginning of this episode because this episode starts with Dean showing up in the motel room that Sam is in. Sam has been expecting Amelia. It's not Amelia. Dean shows up. They have it out a little bit. And Dean's like, I did what I had to do because you didn't trust me and you were going to kill Benny. And Sam is like, nope, I didn't trust Benny. And also, I didn't trust you. He doesn't say that, but he should have because it's true. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to like, like, if 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 we're going to hunt together, which I'm not sure we want to do because I might just stay with Amelia or whatever the fuck happens because of that. Um, 
you can't talk to Benny anymore. Like, you have to choose me. Which... <sighs> we'll talk about that in a minute, but... Yeah. I... And then Sam brings up the fact that it's super fucked up, that Dean, like, used this woman that he loves to try to get him off track because he was afraid that like, which is fair. Sam's track record with women has not been great in the whole, they staying alive department. We talked about that. It's actually kind of a joke. Um, you know, Sam's death penis. So, <laughs> yeah. but to hear Sam be like, I was terrified that I was going to come and Amelia was going to be Jess 2.0. That actually kind of fucking hit me because we never really see Sam deal with Jess other than he he is part of taking down yellow eyes mm -hmm. so and and he does kill Brady in season um five I think yeah so but we never really see him emotionally deal with it so to hear him bring up like I was like damn that actually kind of fucking hits and makes sense why he would be so pissed outside of just the normal, hey, it's fucked up that you made me think that this woman I care about was in trouble. Um, yeah. But I remember thinking to myself, man, this is really what I wanted when I started watching Supernatural. Just to see two grown men fucking bickering all the time. <laughs> just all the time. <laughs> Just betraying the shit out of each other, lying to each other constantly, and just fighting. Yes. I thought I wanted a show about monster hunting and pop culture references and classic rock music, but what I really wanted was this. Yeah, what you really wanted was the televised yep. adaption of grumpy old men. <laughs> what I really wanted is Denny's to become canon. Yeah. yeah. Still time. Uh, so, I... <laughs> I am bothered by Sam's distrust of Benny. And I don't necessarily think it's out of character for Sam to not like a vampire. Right. But I'm also bothered by it because we've seen Sam like go to bat for monsters before. Yeah, what? several times. Benny hasn't done anything. Except kill Marvin. It's it's because Oh, I called him Martin earlier. That's my bad. Oh no, it is Martin. That's my bad. Oh <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't fucking matter, he's dead. Yeah. We're never um, gonna see him again. <laughs> but uh or maybe we will. Um No. <laughs> no. I'll go ahead and so no we don't. <laughs> That's over. Um But Oh fuck, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Benny hasn't done anything except for the little Martin thing. But yeah, I, it, it is, I think it is odd that Sam is so unwilling to trust Dean on this. Yeah. Especially when we've had episodes before where the roles have been reversed and Dean eventually gives in. Yeah. And trust Sam about a monster. Do do y'all think this is in character for Sam? Yes. Uh I think I think it was the first time it got brought up. Yeah. I don't think it is anymore. Okay. Yeah, he's really sticking to his guns on this. I'll tell you because why I think it is in for character. It's okay, hit me with it. 
because he's trying to hit Dane with what Dane has done to the people that he's loved, his friends, or his more. And he's just trying to give Dane back what he's been given himself. And that's the only reason mm. why it's in character. Now, okay. I do think he should have stopped several episodes ago and just let Benny become one of the team. Yeah. Because... Man, think of how useful it would be to have a fucking vampire on your side. Exactly. Probably not as useful as having an angel, but still pretty cool. Exactly. I mean, it'd be just about as useful as having a powered down angel. Yeah. Yeah. Which they have constantly. (laughs) (laughs) Like, all the time. Like, this episode. Yeah. It feels... Okay, here's why I don't like how Sam and Dean, Sam and Dean, Sam and Benny's relationship, non-relationship has turned out. And here's how I very easily could like it. It does not feel like Sam dislikes Benny because Benny is a vampire and potentially dangerous and has done something like fucked up. It feels like Sam dislikes Benny because he's jealous because he and Dean are having a rift in their relationship and Benny and Dean are fine. And there's definitely like text that supports this. At some point, like last episode when Sam was like, it feels like you trust this vampire more than you trust your own brother. Like that doesn't read as like, you're trusting a vampire and you're crazy. That reads as like, I'm jealous. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yes. Sam has gone full pick me bitch. Yeah. And wait, (laughs) <laughs> I don't think that's well, what see, that means. I don't. <laughs> but the point is, is that if they just acknowledge that and had them deal with it in some way, I then like I would like that would be cool. Like it doesn't have to be Sam admitting it. It could just be Dean being like, "You don't dislike Benny because he's a vampire. You dislike Benny because you're fucking pissed at me." And you're jealous yeah, I, that I bonded with someone else and our weird code relationship's yeah, got a problem. I think some of it to kind of lean into what both of y'all are saying, I think a, I think some of it comes from like as soon as Dean got back from purgatory, he read Sam the Riot Act about not hunting for a year. Yeah. And, and not looking Sam for is him like, despite the fact that Sam thought he was dead. Yeah. So I think there's a little bit of like resentment about Dean having been alive this whole time, has this basically fully formed relationship with a vampire. Yeah. And yeah, I think he's, he's jealous of that relationship and he's mad that Dean was mad at him for having a similar relationship. Yeah. Cause there that are, just didn't involve hunting. There are definitely parallels between the relationship between Amelia and Sam and Benny and Dean. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the Benny-Dean relationship is not meant to be read as romantic, but other than that, they both, like, they're both relationships where, you know, the brothers needed somebody at their side, somebody to kind of take care of them and help them and give them support because they were otherwise alone. Like, it's just... And I think the show was kind of going for that, and I kind of wish it had explored it. It it, it does, ex- you know, it is. A- I wish it had explored it more. Yeah. 
I'm going to present an idea to you guys, and I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. Okay. Do y'all feel like there is a void this season? Like, character-wise? Like, somebody's not... Like, we don't have somebody that we have had before to step in and call our boys idiots. And it's really... Oh, oh are yeah. you talking about this is a... This is a Bobby situation. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really showing, especially in an episode like this, because they clearly need somebody to pop in and be like, hey, you fuckers are being goddamn idiots right now. Yeah. yeah. And I, I do think if Bobby was here, he would say, what the fuck has Benny done? Sure, he's a goddamn vamp, but what has he done? What has he yeah. done out of line? Yeah, I, I you're definitely right. I think Bobby would have that exact reaction. Like he would be, you know, meet it with skepticism at first, and then go, "Well, <laughs> it's only been wackadoo shit since I've known the Winchesters, so <laughs> let's go for yeah, it." Exactly. And then yeah, and then come down on the side of Benny and and Dean. Yeah, Denny, if you will. So I don't I don't have a problem with Sam like. Because Sam, if Sam is absolutely wrong to dislike Benny, I think, uh, yeah, I, that's where I land on Sam. Sam being so distrustful and so like, if I see him, I'll kill him. Like, I think that's the wrong move, and I don't really think it makes sense unless it is about the jealousy thing, and that is absolutely a character flaw that I think both brothers have and it would have been really cool if they had explored that more with Sam um and I'm just kind of yeah bummed out that they didn't yeah okay uh so Sam and Amelia have a conversation mm-hmm. where god poor fucking Amelia so, yeah so she basically gets told that the right decision, the right thing to do is to just stay married to Dawn. And Sam leaves her. In the last episode, we found out that, that out through flashbacks. And right. then this episode, we find out that Dawn basically just travels a lot, probably because he's dealing with his own shit. And that Amelia mm-hmm. is alone most of the time. And that she actually wants Sam and to be happy with Sam. And just is like, but you can't do this half in, half out thing. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. And Sam at the end of the episode predicts Dean, which we knew was going to happen. And then Dean Mm -hmm. picks Sam. Yeah. He breaks up with Benny. (laughs) <laughs> that really was one single it was tear. a breakup call <laughs> it was <laughs> that is the only thought i had I, I was like be gone thought and it stayed yeah but it's like this is the most breakup energy phone call i've ever heard on this show god it's so <laughs> even more than when dean left lisa it's just yeah <laughs> dean <laughs> God, it really is. Oh. So, if you guys have Benny Dean fanfic recommendations, send them to Travis. Oh my <laughs> he God! He wants to read them. <laughs> At actually tall. At actually tall on Twitter. I've seen. Don't enough. even don't even worry about DMing him. Just add him. 
<laughs> Get in <laughs> his publicly ass. at me. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, I. Oh God, I feel bad for Amelia. I do because I do. I like her character. She just is kind of pointless because we know where this is going. Yeah. 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 But she shows up because Amelia's like, all right, let's give it some time. Let's think about it. And then we'll both come back to this motel room. And that's when we'll know if we've made the decision. Yeah. It's like if we both show up, then we'll be together forever. Oh, God. And she goes and she's like dressed up kind of and she's wearing white yeah i thought she was gonna that get like was attacked that would have been better than her showing up her not showing up i had that thought is sam showing up and her not showing up and then yes. like, dean comes like uh sam walks in and dean goes where you been and sam goes nowhere and then cracks a bear and they sit down and watch boxing i thought for a second about him showing up and Amelia not showing up. I thought about that, and I was like, "Oh, what if?" They could uh, have done alas. the uh, meet Joe Black thing, which is uh, one of them shows up and leaves, and then the other one shows up and like sits there forever and make it like extra sad. Oh yeah. Oh no. Oh man. That's like a yeah. That's like a Romeo and Juliet situation. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, oh, oh, well, yeah. they're dead, so I gotta die too. And then the other person wakes up and is like, oh no, they're dead. Yeah. That's a four-hour movie. Oh, forcing y'all to watch on LSA. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> Joe, meet Joe Black. Yeah, it's like four hours long. Can we watch Death Good Takes Lord. a Holiday instead? We can watch both. How about that? Yeah. Okay. So, um, here's my suggestion. Okay. Amelia's a vet. Yep. They often need medical care. Oh. Humans are also I, yeah. animals. Oh, the breaking bad I see where this is yeah. going. So, what if the new team is Sam Dean Cass, Crowley is their token evil on-again, off-again teammate, Benny, Amelia... Kevin Wait, is Benny also a token evil teammate? No, he's not evil. He's just a vampire. That's he's done a face turn. Mm, that's okay. bigotry, Travis. You can't just assume oh, all vampires sorry. are evil. Yeah. Sorry, vampires. Yeah. Please apologize to all of our vampire fans. <laughs> I'll have a. If you are, I'll have an hour and a half apology video on YouTube in Jesus about a Christ. week. Oh God. No. If you are a fan of ours and you are a vampire, please understand that Travis does not actually think all vampires are evil. It's just that's typically how they've been portrayed on the show, which is problematic. We've gotten into it before. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, expect expect Travis. I'm going to delete my Twitter right now. Expect, expect Travis's apology video on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, vampire fans. <laughs> we can make these jokes because vampires don't exist, but you know we're not like pro prejudice and bigotry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm not laughing because like it's funny. I'm laughing because I'm just like, this is the hell world we live in. Yeah. And I hate fucking everything. Um. Anyways. <laughs> 
Okay, so um, uh, Sam Dean Cass. Sam Dean Cass. Uh, Crowley token evil teammate. Yeah, he's their on again, off again teammate. Like he's he's mostly off, but every once in a while he's like the enemy of my enemy. We have a common thing. You know how it right. is. Right. And then we got Benny. Yeah. And then Amelia as their stealthy medical hookup. Yes. And then Kevin but and I Mrs. Guess, Tran. I mean, I and guess Garth. like they would have to go to Amelia if Cass was powered down. Yes. Because Cass could just heal them. Well, Cass isn't there all the time. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That was Cass's first scene in this episode is him healing a little baby, which was adorable. That was adorable. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Cass has been doing. He's been going around and, like, doing good deeds this is as part of his mm-hmm. like atonement for you know the fucked up shit he did in season uh, six and seven um which i think is just a nice little character beat for cass yeah can cass can angels make matter um i mean i would assume since angels are of god and they are supernatural beings that they do not have to adhere to the laws of matter right what i what are what are those laws called you know matter cannot be created nor destroyed right thermodynamics yeah i believe that's what you're talking about something like that you know i've (laughs) i'm not a fucking scientist (laughs) we do a podcast instead (laughs) (laughs) that's our great contribution to the world uh okay I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't think angels can create matter because Cass no. keeps having to go get shit. Uh, yeah, but that's also like stuff for spells. Like Cass can't just materialize a calf skull from Egypt. But you know who, he has to go get the specific thing. You know oh, who yeah, that's can true. create matter? An archangel. God. Oh, an archangel. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Gabriel does that uh, shit conservation all the time. Of, <laughs> conservation of mass is uh, the thing I was talking yeah. about. So, yeah. Well, and I guess I guess every time Cass, like, I guess if he's like, boop, here's your arm back. Or here, Kevin, your, your finger, blah, 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 like we saw him do. Like, he doesn't go and, like, just get the finger or reattach it. He, like, creates a new finger. Okay, yes, question answered. Or, oh, okay, what about this? He doesn't create mass or matter. Mm-hmm. He is able to rip open the timeline, get the finger, oh. pull it out of that time, and then put it back where it belongs <laughs> in the future. If Cass, like, regrows a leg for you, what he's actually doing is going back in time and stealing the leg from your past self? <laughs> Well, no, he's stealing. He he goes he's, to the moment where the leg is removed. He's stealing another person's and leg, and then he and then he grabs it. <laughs> he's he's there behind the scenes. He's like Nibbler in Futurama, where he's like actually there in oh, episode okay. one. If you see, if you know to see him, okay, okay. But so he's like in the shadows, and like once the leg comes off, he grabs it and then goes back to the future. I don't think our lads lose too many limbs i think it's just fingers and ears here and there yeah which is really nice of the people who torture them to not steal their limbs yeah um okay 
here's another question I have about angel anatomy shit. So angels are not their vessels. Right. But angels can be tortured inside their vessels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you torture them a specific way, yeah. Yeah. So, like, whatever machine Crowley had that was torturing Samandriel, it wasn't just, like, going into, like, Alfie's brain. Which, by the way, Alfie's fucking dead at this point or whatever. Like, he's for sure oh, dead. Oh, for sure. He's yeah. D.E.D. dead. Um, I, I mean, if not, he's had a fucking quadruple lobotomy. And yeah. He is not coming out of that one. Yeah, he's definitely... Yeah, that's just... We're gonna yikes a rooney that. Um, but, like... That machine can, like, touch an angel's, like, entity. Mm-hmm. I guess what I'm... I guess I'm just kind of, like... I was thinking about this during the episode, and I was just like, how is it that angels... I mean, I guess the answer is, it's fucking magic, dumbass. Stop thinking too hard about it. You fucking Yeah, I think that's asshole. where we're headed. But I'm also just like, okay, but they exist on a different plane of, like, existence, and they're also, like, cosmic energy shit, and they're a wavelength of celestial intent, which is how Cass describes them, that can possess, like, a human body, so how does, like, spikes interact with brain wavelength shit and then my brain hurts and I stop thinking about it. Um, I think here's the best explanation I can here. We're going to have a little anatomy lesson here. You know how pee is stored in the balls? <laughs> no. And so pee is <laughs> pee is it's stored like in the balls. In the bladder, a- right? A- no, pee is stored in the balls. No. But th- th- anyway, this is just an analogy. Okay. Angels are stored in the brain. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Sorry, Travis, I didn't listen to a thing you said because I had to look up where is bladder in male anatomy. It's in the ball. No, I mean, it might be. We're about to find out together. It's in the pelvis, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no. no, he is stored in the boss. Trust me. <laughs> I've done a lot of research into this. <laughs> you haven't done jack shit. <laughs> I nope. found this you out. Know what? I'm with Travis on this one. P is stored in the boss. <laughs> I'm looking at the balls right now, and I'm here to tell you there's no P in there. As a person with it is a pair pee, of balls. It is pee-free. I've been drinking a lot of fluid because of this goddamn vaccine flu. My balls are full of piss and vinegar. Oh, God. That's a horrifying <laughs> sentence. <laughs> if pee's stored in the balls, where do the testes go? In there, They're in there, too. Oh, they're, they're like wow. the, they're like the ice cubes. a lot cubes. of fucking room. Yeah, yeah. It 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 can like stretch out and expand. Yeah, roomy testiculars. Can't do jack mm-hmm. shit. Fucking lie. I'm looking at a graph right now. <laughs> that's propaganda made by big, by big, 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 big bladder. Yeah, that's made by big anatomy. <laughs> big anatomy. <laughs> big they biology. Fucking making up shit. In the balls. <laughs> 
Travis, did you mean to say fucking like oh, semen God. and you were just like, no, no, no. No, he is stirred in the ball. Shut the fuck up. It is. It is not. Yes, it is. No. Y'all want to hear some trivia about this episode? Yes, yes please. Yes, please. The, the boat owned by Garth that Kevin is hiding out on is called Fizzle's Folly. Mr. Fizzles is the name of the sock puppet Garth used to talk to the little girl in Supernatural Party on Garth. Oh. After Sam and... That's neat. That is neat. After Sam and Dean kill a demon by way of Dean standing in front of him and waving hello to attract his attention, and then Sam stabbing him from behind, Dean says, well, not my most original work, but he's referring to when the Winchesters killed a demon in an identical fashion on Supernatural What's Up, Tiger Mom. Okay, so I have to interrupt real quick to be like, demons, please get better at fighting the Winchesters. Y'all used to be really great at it. Back in seasons... One through three, whenever we met a demon, it was like, oh, fuck, time to shit my pants because I don't know how to handle this. And time to empty my balls of piss. Yeah. And now y'all are f- shut the fuck up. And now <laughs> y'all are fucking being taken out by like Roadrunner shenanigans. Like, yeah. please, I am begging you. Next episode, they're going to like run into a fucking wall. <laughs> or like get to, like think glass is an open door and just run into it, knock themselves unconscious, hit each other in the head with mallets. Yeah, no. Demons got like chalked down. Like, wait, I think they even like passed goddamn jobbers. You know? Yeah. They fucking yeah. I just remember Sam being able to throw one off, and I was like, didn't y'all used to have super strength? What is this? Mm, Crowley's mismanaging hell. That's my new fan theory. Yeah, yeah the reason, that's probably what it is. Yeah, the reason why demons are such bad fighters now is because of like Crowley's hell mismanagement. He did this. Or maybe without the devil, less humans are going to hell? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Um... Can I read a review? Yes. Uh, yeah. So most of the reviews for this episode are pretty positive, And as per usual, I'll read a positive one and a negative one. All right. So let's do this 10 out of 10. Best of the season. By far the best episode of the season. Travis, I'm sorry. It's all downhill from here. Oh, no. This is it. We peaked. I was intrigued from the beginning to the ver- to the end, and I loved the characterization in the episode. The acting was very good. Perhaps one of the only slash biggest complaints I have with Supernatural is that sometimes the acting is a bit forced slash odd slash bad. Nonetheless, this episode had tons of great plot points. The only part that slightly disappointed me was the part where Crowley says, there's an angel tablet. Kind of saw that coming slash wasn't surprised. Oh, also, the Crowley doesn't just say, there's an angel tablet. Crowley gets a whole, like zoom in effect the, oh god the, the zoom in was amazing camera, so so Alfie has been speaking in Enochian and Crowley is able to understand Enochian and also there's this mook next to him who's like a demon doesn't get a name um, and the mook is like what did he say and the camera zooms in and the music is like dun 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 and Crowley goes there's an angel tablet and I was like 
I am not shocked by this. Oh my god. They, there needs to be more of that zoom in in everything. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. It was so good. It's the perfect piece of cinematography. They literally could have used that for anything, but they chose Angel Tablet. Slightly disappointing. (laughs) This is the 10 out of 10 review, by the way. Yeah. Also, I loved that new angel who was being tortured, uh, can't quite recall his name, and his actor. I actually yelled, no, I loved him when he died, but the scene was directed very well. And I loved the cuts from Castiel slash Sam slash Dean to Naomi slash Castiel. Overall, other than a few minor flaws, this episode was fantastic and easily the best of the season. I hope they continue to utilize the writers for this episode as they did a really good job. Speaking of, this episode was written by Jenny Klein. Yeah. Who has written other episodes, I am sure. She's done Out With The Old and Caged Heat and The Curious Case of Dean Winchester. Oh, cool. And she's got a few episodes coming up in the future as well. Yes. Um, She's also done... She's also worked on The Witcher. Oh, that's cool. And uh, Jessica Jones in Cloak and Dagger. Neat. Yeah. So, all right, uh, here is the worst review on the site, which is a 4 out of 10. Oh, uh-oh. Torn and frayed, pretty much a waste of time. Judging from this episode, the rumor is true that season 8 of The Supernatural <laughs> will be the series last. Ooh, sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> Gary 3, Jerry 3. Uh, most of this episode, Torn and Frayed, is occupied with showing an angel being tortured by Crowley's flunky. No need for much dialogue or spending time with camera setups when you're, you are filming someone strapped in a chair mumbling Nokian. The rest of the story consists of brief scenes showing Sam's former girlfriend and Dean's bromance pal from Purgatory. Castiel's there, too, to help end this time filler episode. Bad as the Leviathan story arc in Season 7 was, at least there the producers tried to create some interest in the characters. With Torn and Frayed, Supernatural hits rock bottom. To think that some years back, the series had great episodes like Night Shifter with suspense, mystery, and action in a coherently written format. Even I could write a better episode than this one. An episode which seems to have been written by a committee of writers on drugs. Four out of ten. So, wow. still not a like terrible review. I mean, except for the part where they said they hated everything. Well, I mean, but a four. Like, it's not bad. (laughs) Like, that's like a D. Yeah, I guess. Well, wait. I guess a 50% is an F. It's like an F. (laughs) Okay, that's pretty bad. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if if it's four out of ten, to me, five is literally middle of the road. Five, it's halfway to ten. So it's middle. Mm-hmm. So it's just a little bit worse than okay. So I, I would rather watch something that is once one out of ten than something that is like three or four out of ten. Because one out of ten sometimes implies <laughs> that it'll at least be fun to make fun of. Right. But like three or four out of ten oh. just means that there was a little too much effort just to feel comfortable just ripping on. And it's just yeah. like it's like killing Alfie. It's fucking sad. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Real quick, do y'all want to talk about... I've got two more, I think, points that we need to talk about this episode, and then we can kind of get ready for the next one, perhaps? Okay. Sure. 
All right, so this episode sees the return of a recurring joke that we've mentioned before, but I don't really think have discussed in too much detail, and that is the Dean's obsession with the website Busty Asian Beauties. Oh, yes. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. It shows up when Dean opens his computer with Cass there. Cass sees it, and Dean's like, turn around, you didn't see that. And then he closes out of it. Oh, also, later, um, Dean talks about how, like, Mrs. Train is super hot to try to get Kevin to pay attention to him. Oh, sorry, mm-hmm. I guess we should say, we do see Kevin very briefly this episode. Um, because... Dean's like, we need backup, but I'm not going to ask Sam because my feelings are hurt. So <laughs> we're going to ask Kevin for demon bombs and stuff. And that's when like Cass has to go around and get a grocery list of shit. Anyways, yeah. Kevin is not looking great. He is trying to learn the tablets. It's not going well for him. No, it is not. Um, also, he's sent Mrs. Tran away. Because he's decided that he cannot enjoy this world he's supposed to save, but hopefully he'll be able to once he's done what he's supposed to do. How do you feel about that, Travis? Um, it seems a little woe is me. Yeah. Um, but I guess in some ways it's also like... I, I saw it as I need all of my focus to do this and I don't want to be it, like kind of it, it's kind of like a monk's attitude like abstain from worldly pleasures to fulfill the work you need to do. Yeah. That's that's how I saw it. Yeah. <clears throat> what did you think about the line I'll enjoy it when I've done what I like when I've done what I'm supposed to do. Like I'll enjoy my life. I think I think that's really sad because I don't think um I don't think Kevin will ever be done. Yeah. I think that line is on the level of I'm retiring today. Yeah. Okay, so fetishization of Asian woman, kind of a hot button issue right now, and it's one that we three white yokels don't really feel I don't really feel um, knowledgeable enough to talk about this so I turned to the internet to try to see if I could find some articles like written by Asian people specifically commenting on this in supernatural and I was I was able to find a ton of stuff about fetishization of Asian women in media in general. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you want to learn more about the history of that, uh, I will absolutely go ahead and link these articles on our Twitter when this episode releases. So I'll go ahead and say these now. Um, Trigger warnings. It does talk about, you know, racism, um, the Atlanta shootings, things like that, uh, that happened recently. But this has been a recurring joke that's shown up pretty much as the shows began. And... I can't say I've been innocent of, like, never finding it, like, I don't know, funny or an interesting character detail, but it's pretty fucked up. It's a fucked up aspect of the show. Yeah. 
especially um, a show that borrows a lot from Asian culture, but doesn't have a lot of Asian representation mm-hmm. outside of like Mrs. Tran and Kevin. Yeah. Um, and borrows a lot from Asian culture, but doesn't have Asian people play some of those characters going back to the Kitsune episode in, in season seven. Yeah. Um, when they had a white woman play Kitsune and just completely like fucked up how those even worked. Um, also, and I didn't think about this when we watched the episode, but in Hammer of the Gods, I saw somebody com- like on Tumblr comment on how it's kind of offensive that Kali and Ganesh are lumped in with Thor and Mercury, since Hinduism is a major religion that people still fucking worship and like, yeah, like still have like, like Thor and Mercury, they're. I'm not going to say that nobody worships Thor and Mercury in modern day, but it is not one of the big five, which are mm-hmm. Judaism, Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, and Hinduism. Um, so considering how like Supernatural treats um, pagan gods, bunny quotes, or non-Judeo-Christian gods... Mm-hmm. Um, and mythological creatures. Yeah, it's, I can definitely see where somebody would be like, hang on, why the fuck is Kali and Ganesh on the same level of like, like Disney movie characters? <laughs> like, um, so yeah, it's, it, it, we're eight seasons in this show. There's, this joke is gross. Let it go, guys. Let this let this fucking like busty Asian beauties thing go. So Or just get a different website. Yeah. There's tons of porn mm-hmm. out there. And most of it is not fetishy. That's not true. A lot of it's very fetishy. Expand your horizons. Yeah. But there's a lot of porn that's like not racist. There's a lot of porn that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Go do that porn. So I would really, really, really be interested in... I've actually been looking for some creatives of color that are in the Supernatural fandom for a while. And it's one of those things where, I, like, when I think about it, I'm like, time to get to Googling. But then I get distracted and, you know, other stuff comes up. So if anyone knows of any, like, please let me know. Because I would be really interested to see, you know, an Asian American person comment on this thing that is very common in Supernatural. Um so yeah, I hate I. Oh God, sorry. I just to go on a tangent, like <sighs> Supernatural has a pretty like fucked up relationship with its female characters and its characters of color, and its queer characters as well. And I feel like we kind of have to talk about it. I just wish we didn't. Just like pull back the curtain. Yeah. So. Um, and I wish we didn't because I wish it did like exist. Um, 
And I also often feel like out of my depth, which is why I really, really want to find some creators of color who uh, review Supernatural and kind of go into this meta. So, yeah. But I will share some of the articles I found, and I will also share um, this Tumblr post I found that talked about, like, some of the issues with its with Supernatural's Asian representation. Um, so, yeah. I feel like we're having, like, a moment of silence for human decency. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The other thing I kind of want to talk about before we log off, this is a very long episode. It's not a very long episode, but there's been a lot to talk about. Um, Cass is, to us, autistic coded. Yeah. Okay. Um... And I'd kind of be interested to, I, I, this I found some articles about, which I will also go ahead and share, including one from, um, hold on, Sci-Fi Fantasy Network, Why Supernatural's Adorable Cassiel May Have ASD. Um, and it talks about like some of the, not that Cass, a fictional character slash angel could have ASD, but um, it talks about like some of the symptoms that he displays that like adults who are autistic do. And it was mm-hmm. some pretty interesting stuff. It talks about how like Cass doesn't necessarily um, like pick up social cues. Uh, he's very blunt. He finds it kind of hard to like uh, relate to people. Um, so yeah, I don't know. What do y'all think about that? I mean, I agree. We talked about this uh, off the air yeah. last last time, and like I absolutely agree, especially because like um, for the hellscape that is the clock app (laughs) that everyone loves and hates so much. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been kind of an interesting resource for uh, adults with ASD. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's just been really eye opening to me seeing what, um, how it manifests in adulthood because, and same with ADHD, when you try to Google that stuff, it is all resources for parents whose children have ADHD or or on the autism spectrum of some sort. And that can be really frustrating for people who are undiagnosed Mm -hmm. and, notice things like this and and start to relate to it yeah um um so i i just think it's been interesting that uh <laughs> the clock app has been uh tiktok for those who don't know yeah uh tiktok has been the the thing to really like get my eyes on uh this 
I there's a creator I really like on TikTok, and she talks about different um, autistic coded characters. And I wonder if she's talked about Castiel. I'll have to like go through her profile next time I'm on the app, which hopefully won't be mm-hmm. for a very long time because I deleted it from my phone this morning because <laughs> uh, it was just depressing the shit out of me every time I opened it. Um, but I mean, that's just social media in general, but some stuff I have to keep. Um, and I wonder if, if she's talked about Cass because she talks about a lot of characters. Um, I think one of my favorite series she's done is like how she can see Batman being autistic, like Bruce Wayne. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was like, go on, tell me more. This is so interesting. Uh, Oh, one one of the things that because obviously it's really easy to point to like Cass is very blunt. Cass doesn't necessarily understand like social cues. He finds it hard to keep up with like conversations when they're you know mostly being spoken in metaphor and stuff. But one right. of the one of the things that Cass like does that kind of stands up to me that may be a sign of ASD is um, in the episode "The Man Who Would Be King." when he goes to the heaven of the specifically like, and that mentions in the episode, an autistic elderly man whose heaven is a sunny Tuesday afternoon. And he just like continuously goes, goes back to that place. It's comforting for him. Um, Mm -hmm. And one of the symptoms of ASD can be like uh, having a routine, having like uh, something you're hyper fixated with um, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, I feel you on the whole, like, most resources for autistic adults is are for, like, parents who are trying to get their children diagnosed. Guys, those kids mm-hmm. grow up to be adults, and they may want to do some research on this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because maybe their parents didn't try to get them diagnosed. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's pretty talked about, like, um, in the autistic community, how, like, girls are really underdiagnosed um because most of the research was done on boys and sometimes if right. you're like you know socialized as a girl and assigned female at birth you show like different symptoms than boys do mm-hmm. um you might be like fixated on different things i think there's kind of a stereotype that like if you're autistic you're obsessed with science and math and that's not necessarily the case obviously because autistic people right. are in fact people so you know all right. Anything else? Any final thoughts, comments, questions, concerns, hopes, dreams, wishes, realities that we wish were true? Um, I think that's that's all I got. I, I want to end this episode with Denny writes. Yeah. Den- <laughs> Let's get Denny's on the menu. Let's get. <laughs> okay, you just want to go to Denny's. What's your go-to Denny slammer? I've never been to Fucking Denny's. Really? What the fuck, really? Yeah, I'm. I'm a Waffle House boy through and through. You were. Hey, I don't care I've how much of a Waffle House Denny's. boy you were. You were a theater kid, at least on the tech side of things. You never ended up at a Denny's after a show. We would go to Ruby Tuesdays. Ruby fucking Tuesdays. Who am yeah, I even the one that to used right to be now? Walton's. <laughs> Jesus what? Christ! What the fuck am I hearing? This is insane. Um, Travis, we're going to fucking yeah. Denny's. As soon as we're all vaccinated, we're all getting drunk and going to Denny's. Do you hear me? Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. You never go to Denny's of your own volition. That's because everyone else wants to go. Well, at least that's how it is in my 
Oh, yeah. Of the late night breakfast places, Denny's fucking sucks. Fuck Denny's. But, like, the fact that Travis has never been just blows my mind. It is something that someone, like, needs to experience at least once in their life. I don't think there's a Denny's over here. There is. Oh, wait. Yes, there is. There's one in in Coleman and there's one in Huntsville. Let's go to the one in Coleman just for shits and giggles. Oh, I was going to say there's not one near me. Why the fuck would we go to the one in Coleman? Because it's only 20 minutes from me. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Uh, is there a Denny's in Florence, Alabama? No, I'm looking at no, a map. No, there's not. <gasps> yeah. yeah. No, the closest We're looking one, at the same map. The closest one is Coleman. Oh, that's... Oh, oh boy. Yeah, see? All right, and I guess we're going to Denny's and Coleman. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'll come to Huntsville to go to Denny's, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> It's all right. It goes Waffle House is top tier. That's God tier. And then you get IHOP. And then there's like mm-hmm. a mile of shit. And then there's Denny's. Where does Shoney's land in this? Shoney's isn't 24 7, though, I no. don't think. Yeah, I don't think Shoney's is late night. I mean, Denny's isn't 24 7. Denny's might. Denny's is. Denny's is almost 24 7, I think. Yeah. Let's see. I. Okay. You're right in that Waffle House is God tier, but I will go ahead and say IHOP is good when you need a little variety. Because Waffle House, you go to a Waffle House, you already know what you're there for. You get the same fucking thing oh, every yeah, time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You may have like a, an alternate when you're like, I don't know, I'm really feeling their bulls or whatever. But yeah. you go to Waffle House for like... You just know. You, you know what's You don't up. need a fucking menu. You know you want coffee or a soft drink. And you know you want hash browns and something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you want that hash browns to have a bunch of shit in it. Because that's yeah. the fucking point. Damn right. But. Oh, I, I know I know what's between IHOP and Denny's is um, Huddle House. I'm going to, yeah. I was there, yeah, you're right. So here's what I'm going to suggest. We're going to make a tier list video. Okay. <laughs> of breakfast food places. Yes. Yeah. I'm in. Of t- diner chains. Look forward to seeing that eventually at some point. Yep. Maybe. Maybe. No. No. Maybe promises. no promises. <laughs> yes. We're just like, well, we can't yeah. commit to anything. Can we you imagine if we committed to something? Nightmare. <laughs> so, all right. I. I'm into this. Well, let's fucking do it. Let's Hell do yeah. it. Hell yeah. All right. Travis, the next episode is called, and you're going to fucking love this. Are you oh ready for it? No. LARP and the real girl. What's no! it about? No. <laughs> no. Travis just said it's about how it pisses the story. No. That's all you got to say. No. That's all you got to say. Man. No. Yeah. <laughs> No. No. Oh, God. It's got to be another episode with Felicia Day. That's all I've got. Ooh, I don't know, Travis. We'll talk about it next week on Hey Ass, but... Thank you guys so much for listening. I, after this episode, I'm, I'm feeling kind of emotionally exhausted. We talked about a lot of shit here. So yeah. if y'all are emotionally exhausted, take care of yourself. Get a snack. Drink some water. Do some drugs. Take a nap. Quit milk. No, 
Stop. <laughs> Stay Do my things. Abuse. <laughs> no. Yes. Damn it. We're going to end up on a list, Ben. We're going to end up on a list. I'm already on the list. Do my thing, not Ben's thing. Do my thing. Thank you. All right. Moving on. If you know you what? Wanna... Do either one. We're not your moms. Okay. L- love yourself. I, I am your dad, yourself. though. I'm Self-destruction is the path to a new whole self. Boom. What the fuck are you talking about? Okay, no. We're moving on. We're ending this episode. It's already gone on for too long. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to hear more from us, but not for fucking bed, check out our website, halfcast.com, where you can find links to all of our social media, including our Twitter and Instagram page, at Habcast, and our Facebook, Hey Aspen, a Supernatural Podcast. If you really like us and you want to give us money for $3 a month, you can gain access to our bonus show, Let's Shag Ass, where we watch things that supernatural actors have been in that are not supernatural. We have a lot of fun on that show because we watch terrible stuff 99% of the time. (laughs) So go check that out if you like to see us suffer. I know most of y'all do. Uh, Until next time, have fun. And don't die. Do drugs. Bye. (laughs) Do not do drugs. (laughs) Bye. This is stirring the balls. Bye.